monetizing digital services since 2004, boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets monetization. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Brian Gillette about helping people elevate their potential and push the limits beyond their perceived capabilities. Brian Gillette, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. John, it's nice to be here. It's good to, good to meet you and talk to you about uh, about some exciting topics right now. Yeah, it is a pleasure you're joining us from the Bay Area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. We've been preparing for this episode for a long time. It's fun to finally have the chance to sit down with you. We're going to have a super fun conversation around how we can help people elevate their potential and push the limits beyond their perceived capabilities we all have this self-talk. We have external pressures and voices telling us what we can and can't do. How do we break through that? How do we help people really reconceive their potential and to to achieve at the highest levels? Uh, that's really going to be the topic for the conversation today. As we get started, I wanted to share Brian's bio with everybody. Brian Gillette is a former Silicon Valley human resource executive, founder of his own leadership consultancy business and amateur ultra endurance athlete. He has ridden his bike across the United States and run 205 miles around Lake Tahoe. Brian knows how to connect with both the business leader or the amateur athlete to help them reach their peak and achieve their impossible. The skills and behaviors, as he learned, are the same. After interviewing 100 leaders on how they can reach and how they have reached their peak, and from his own experience in both roles, he wrote Epic Performance, Lessons from 100 Executives and Endurance Athletes on Reaching Your Peak. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today. It's a pleasure again to have you with me. Anything else you would like to um, share with me or my audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in? Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thanks, John, for having me again. It's uh, So I run my own consulting practice. I've been doing that for about 10 years. And I work with with teams and with leaders on how do they kind of elevate their, their experiences or their knowledge. Um, as you mentioned, prior to that, I was a vice president of human resources and then just done a lot around ultra distance events, running and cycling. And and I, as I've done all these, I've started to figure out, you know, there's similarities between what you do out on a trail or out on a bike and what you do at work. And that's what led me down the path to interview 100 people 
Uh, most of them were kind of at the CIO level, you know, uh, or, I'm sorry, I should say the CXO level. So CIOs, CHROs, CEOs, founders of companies. And, and I wanted to understand what do they do to kind of think up really big ideas and then take them across the finish line. And it's the same thing. And so then I also interviewed a number of ultra distance um, athletes. I mean, one guy who cycled from uh, Cairo, Egypt, the top of Africa, all the way down to the bottom of Africa in Cape Town. So 12,000 miles, um, you know, two people that had done seven marathons in seven days on seven continents. And it's just that 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 drive, that purpose um, is is what was just fascinating to have those conversations. Well, I love that. And, and let's talk about that drive and purpose piece. Now, I'm no ultra endurance athlete, um, but I, I did road biking in my younger years and I did a couple of 200 mile plus bike rides. Yeah, you know um, that. So, I mean, it's that's something. It's not quite what you do, but no. that's something. It's it's a lot. Um, it, you know, yeah. it took a lot of, of prep and it, it's cha- it's taxing, not just not just physically, but mentally and emotionally very taxing. Um, and it, it does come back to like, what's your why behind this? What, what's your purpose behind, um, this whole endeavor? Because you have every opportunity to quit, um, along the way, uh, whether it's a mechanical issue or, you know, an injury or like, there's a, 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 a bunch of good reasons why you could stop along the way and whether or not you continue and finish ultimately and achieve that p- potential says a lot more about your mental toughness, I think, and that driving why and purpose, uh, than, than anything else. Yeah, no, you, you're, you're totally right. I mean, you, there are, when, when you're doing a 200 mile, uh, bike ride and I've done a, a number of those, it, it, you know, it, it takes, it takes the better part of a full day to do something like that. And there are a bunch of reasons to quit. And generally there's one or two reasons to keep going. And, and your reason to keep going may be different than my reason for keeping going. And so you have to really understand what is that reason? What, what is, what is that purpose for doing something like this? Um, and, and that's whether it's you're riding 200 miles, whether you're starting your own company and, and, and that purpose has to be compelling for you. You know, I'll give, if give one example, um, you know, one on the work side and then one on the, uh, the endurance side, one of, one of the guys I was, I was speaking to, he founded his own, um, engineering consulting practice, a, a fairly large consulting practice. And he's also a triathlete. So he does Ironmans and, and he was training for his first Ironman. And, it, you know, he was getting to that point. It's like, oh, I just, it's hard to keep going. You, you know, that experience from do, doing 200 mile runs. And I said, what is it that kept you going? And he said, I didn't want to die on the couch like my uncle. And I said, I said, tell me more. He said, well, I, my uncle, he, he hurt his back and it kind of left him, you know, hanging out on the couch all the time. So he didn't get up and exercise. And eventually he just died because he wasn't moving. And I didn't want that to happen to me. And that was my purpose of what got me up at four in the morning to go out for a bike ride or a run or a swim. And it kept me going. You know, another guy that I spoke to who runs a fairly large economic development area for California. And 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 he's got this massive job and a lot of pressure to improve this region. Um, uh, one of the major regions in California. And I said, how do you do it? And he said, when I was a kid, I saw my dad 
just just kind of lose his job. And I saw when he lost his job, he lost that will. And I never wanted that to happen to somebody else. And so that's why I work so hard to make sure that we're building up this economic region kind of within Cal- within part of California. So both of those guys had this strong purpose and this strong will. But, you know, as you said, there's a lot of reasons to quit. Um, but there's you know one or two reasons to keep moving. And more often than not, it's not because I'm tired. It's not because I had a mechanical issue. It's something's up here in our brain is telling us we can't go on. Yeah. And whatever that something is, and, and there really are, I mean, it could be our own self-talk. It could be all of the expectations of the world around us. Um, I remember one, one, uh, bike ride that I did, it was about 220 miles. Um, you know, just long, long day. Like you said, um, you're exhausted. I did have, I legitimately had some mechanical issues with my bike. Um, I had a friend that I was riding with who had crashed, um, who I was trying to stick with to help along. Uh, and so we kind of got behind, um, the kind of the big group Yeah. and eventually he did drop out. He legitimately crashed. He got injured. He tried to, to persevere and he just couldn't continue. Um, but so that left me like at the very back. So I'm like trying to continue, but like the, the safe, the drivers, you know, that are going along, trying to check on people to make sure they're okay and all that. They're, they're like, dude, you just need to stop. Like, like, you know, so I, I just, I, so not only am I like thinking, oh, my bike's not quite working. Um, you know, I, I'm down to that last 30 or 40 miles. I'm like, I can finish. I can do it. I can yeah. do it. And everyone's telling me, dude, just pack it up, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, so whether it's other people telling you, you need to stop, whether you have legitimate issues that are, are hindering your ability to, to, to operate at the highest level, um, or whatever, ultimately you, you have to decide, are you going to listen to those voices or, or are you going to persevere and continue? And in, in the entrepreneurial world, in the business world, I mean, it's not for the faint of heart. Like it is, right. it's a labor of love. It's so much blood, sweat, and tears. It's such hard work, uh, emotionally, mentally, uh, as well as just all the, 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 the work you're doing within your organization. Like you really have to want it. And if, and if you don't, you're not going to continue. Most entrepreneurial endeavors fail. Why do they fail? Uh, for a variety of reasons, but the ones that, that are successful almost always have this, um, this, this similar aspect that you just have the drive of, of the founder or the founding team who are willing to, push through the obstacles, push through the setbacks, uh, and, and persevere. Yeah. And, and one of the founders I talked to who I, I was involved in a company that eventually bought his company and I was doing a lot of the due diligence. I did a lot of the integration work and got to know this, this founder really well, and then interviewed him years later for, for the book. And he said, most entrepreneurs fail, right? You know, they stop, I should say. They stop right before they were going to succeed. And so if they would have just kept going a little bit further. And, and and John, I mean, one of the one of the reasons it got me to write the book is because I was on a 300 mile one day ride. I wanted to understand how far could I push my mind and my body. And I thought 300 miles, it'll be the first time I'm riding for 24 hours, kind of through the night without without any sleep. And, and I thought that will push my mind and body. And I wanted to understand, would it push it too far? And would it just say, 
you know, Brian, you're done. You got to stop. And so I, and, and I had, I had collided with another bike earlier. I needed a new front wheel, got that, um, you know, somewhere around mile 150 or so, I saw another cyclist dead on the side of the road and, and it stopped me. It kind of made me think, but, and I kept going and, and so about two in the morning, two or three in the morning, about 275 miles in only 25 miles to go. I realized I've got this. And, and it would also really got me thinking is, you know, I, I probably have put limits on myself and those have held me back. And, and so I realized it's like, we have these limits in our head. That's normal. And my whole view with the book and kind of why I wrote it is, yeah, yeah there are limits. There, there are clearly limits, but those limits are probably a little bit further out than you think they are. So I, I'm not saying go out, you know, you know, somebody to go out and ride 300 miles if they don't want to, but, or go out and run a marathon. Cause I've had a lot of people say, oh, I could never run a marathon. It's like, yeah, you probably could. But the but you can push yourself a little bit farther than maybe you think you can. And and then the other thing is you have to ask, do you want it? You know, you wanted to finish that bike ride. And that's what got you. Because because that that uh disappointment of seeing DNF next to your name did not finish is more powerful <laughs> than than the ability to keep going and and finish something. Yeah, how do we push? past the limits of our own perceived capabilities because like you said i mean i think most of the time we do sell ourselves short Uh, i think we can do more than we think because we just base it off of all the inputs we see what other people around us are doing then we calculate what we think is reasonable um but everyone is different and everyone has different bandwidth everyone has different capabilities so how do we get past uh those limiting thoughts those limiting um, perceived capabilities to expand into what we could possibly do again, whether this is physically, whether it's mentally, you know, in the workplace and the type of work that we're accomplishing. Yeah. You know, we think of some big idea and, you know, let's, let's say it's to run 200 miles and immediately in our head, we think we can't run 200 miles. And what we should be thinking is we can't run 200 miles today. And then back into when could we? So I did not get the idea when I, because I didn't start running until I was in my early 40s. Uh, I've always been a cyclist. And I, you know, when I was finishing that 300 mile uh, bike ride, I thought I need another goal. I've never done a marathon. I'm going to run a marathon because that's kind of the, the key. You don't start off, you know, you kind of, you get up in the next morning and you run 26.2 miles. So you go out and you do something smaller. So part of the book, what EPIC stands for is E is envision. How do you envision the big things? P is how do you put a plan in place? I is iterate. And I'm going to come back to that one in a moment. How do you it- Monetizing digital services since 2004. Boosting the entertainment industry by making digital content accessible for everyone. AWG, where innovation meets monetization iterate and work your way up and C is collaborate, work with other people. And then the last one is perform. So that's epic performance. So you don't start off running that marathon. You go to iterate and iterate is working your way up to something. You know, when I got the idea to run the marathon, I, 
I went out, bought a pair of shoes and ran, went out and ran for four miles. And I will tell you, when I got back after those four miles, it, my legs were shot. Your, your body was screaming at you, right? <laughs> it, it, you, you know, it, it wasn't screaming initially. Uh, and I, I, so I did it at a lunchtime. I was working from home. And then in, later in the afternoon, I, I had to go upstairs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and I thought, wow, man, then going upstairs is kind of hard. <laughs> and so you, you may think, okay, man, I'm, I, four miles almost killed me. I'm never going to be able to run 26.2. And my view was, okay, I, I know I can do four miles. Next week, I'll do five. So you iterate your way up. But we often think of, okay, what's the big thing? I can't do the big thing. We'll break it down into smaller things. So break that marathon down into a four-mile run. And then next week, it's a five-mile run. And and you you succeed at four miles. And that gives you confidence. You know, think about when we all learned to swim. We did not go jump into the deep end of the pool. Because had we done that, we would have gone down to the bottom and we would have lost all confidence. We go to the shallow end of the pool. We get comfortable in the shallow end of the pool. And then we work our way into where it's three feet of water and then four feet of water. And that builds up our confidence. And that confidence allows us to go into bigger and bigger things. So start small. And work your way up. Confidence comes from success over and over and over. It also involves is, you know, when you trip, when you fall, when you fail, learn from it and then try it again. So that's all what iterate is. Yeah, and I I agree. Iterating is is so important. And again, in business, of course, that's the name of the game. If we want innovation, if we want right. uh, to continually add value to the market and be creative and have innovative solutions, I mean, every now and then you'll have that spark of just like genius insight that is innovative, and then you can figure out how to implement it. Um, but for most people, most of the time, that's not how it works. Like you you just you, you're in the grind, you, you iterate, um, you, you test things out and you make incremental improvements over time. And it, it's just that like be 1%, 2% better every day, just that little bit of tweaking and iterating over time then creates a huge, massive, uh, improvements in your ability and your capabilities and what you're accomplishing. I mean, imagine if you're just improving 1% a day, what you're accomplishing in a year uh, right. in terms of the improvement. Yeah. And, and, and we too often think too short term, you know, we think a year out or maybe even two years out, but think about 10, 20, 30 years out, you know, cause, cause there's a lot you can do. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they run, um, an, a real estate investment company, fairly large real estate investment company. And I said, why, why'd you get into it? And I mean, what, what's that kind of, eh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, he said a lot of the people at the company think we, you know, the, the, our main purpose is just to make money for the founders. <laughs> and I said, well, what is the bigger purpose? He goes, we're trying to change the homeless issue in the state. I said, there's your message. And it's big. It's compelling. He goes, yeah, but I don't know that we can do it. I said, well, maybe you can't do it this year, next year, even the next five years, but how can you make a dent in it? So we got to be thinking longer term 
And, and you know from from riding 200 miles, you don't just get up in the morning and decide I'm going to ride 200 miles and go out and do it. It takes it takes a lot of training and a lot of hard work. I, I think we could continue down and, and talk about all the different things we can do. I do note the time. I'm going to have to let you go here in a few minutes. Um, so as we get into wrapping up over the next five minutes or so, um, perhaps you can share with us some of the coolest examples uh, from these hundred interviews that you did with people, um, whether they were athletes or they were executives that were just able to do incredible things that they and maybe others around them thought were wouldn't be possible because they were able to to reshape their their understanding around their own capabilities. Yeah, you know one of the one of my favorite stories. It's a a woman by the name of Allie. And when she graduated out of college, she went to Africa into Sierra Leone and she saw just kind of this destitute poverty. There's a billion people on the continent. And I think it's like 80% of them are in poverty and, and predominantly impacting women much worse. And she saw she wanted to make a difference. And she got connected up with with this guy in in who had been doing some work in Africa, and they formed this company called All Across Africa. And she's based down in San Diego, but they do all this work in Africa. And what what they do is she hires females to weave these beautiful baskets, in, and they're in Africa. And those baskets are then exported into the United States, into Europe, and sold at places like Target um, and, and Costco. And so you can buy them here. You can buy them online. And and what she has done is she has grown this business to like 4,000 weavers, uh, female weavers in Africa, you know, through several different countries in Africa. And, and so I was talking to her, I was talking to her kind of right before COVID hit and I've done some, I've done some work with their organization and she was sharing kind of what her why is. And, you know, they had gone through Ebola, the Ebola before COVID hit. And she said, we we're just, we're so clear on what we're trying to accomplish. And I'm trying to change the lives of these women. And, and what she has been able to do is for, for every woman who is a weaver, they can quadruple their income. So that allows them to be able to afford school. It allows them to be able to afford a better lifestyle, to be able to get some education. And so I followed up with her and talked to her in the middle of COVID. And I said, Hey, Allie, how are you? How are you doing? And she, you know, she's just this, this just bundle of energy. And um, she goes, you know, we're doing well. Um, this is our secret second pandemic. We went through Ebola. So we know how to handle this. And I also know that I can survive Ebola, the Ebola um, outbreak that hit Africa and almost took our company down. I know I can survive this COVID thing. And she just had this perspective. It's like, I've been through something like this before. I know I can survive it. And so I, I just love that. I love that what she's done. I love her perseverance. Um, and it's just, just a, a great example of, of sticking to something, being very clear on what your purpose is. And she truly is making a difference in the lives of these 4,000 women. Yeah. What a great example. 
Brian, it has just been a pleasure. Uh, we've only scratched the surface. There's so much more there, but that's why you have a book and everyone needs to pick it up, get a copy and check it out. Before we wrap things up for today, I just want to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you. Uh, let us know where we can find your book and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, John. So you can connect with me. You can go to epicperformances.com. So that's E-P-I-C performances with an S dot com. And you can you can see the book. Um, the book is on Amazon as well. It's called Epic Performances, Lessons from 100 Executives and Endurance Athletes on Reaching Your Peak. Um, one of the things you can, I'll also offer to your listeners is on the website at epicperformances.com, you can take an assessment to see where are you strong in the five different areas of envision, plan, iterate, collaborate, and perform. Um, go on there and you'll need a company code. So if you just type in HCI, um, that then you can uh, go ahead and take the assessment. And within about 24 hours, I'll generally turn around and send you uh, the report. Um, so one last thing I'll leave people on is uh, there's a, you know, we have this finite number of years on this earth. And, and there's a lot of things that many of us want to accomplish. And often we'll say, oh, I can't do that. And we come up with a number of excuses. And if it's something you want to do, you know, one of the questions I often ask myself is, you know, when I'm 80, will I regret not doing it or trying it? You know, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, when you do some research in kind of regrets, you know, people often regret what they didn't do versus what they did do. So ask that one question if you got something big in your mind. You know, if it's run a marathon, if it's start a company, it's like, will I regret not trying this, you know, when I'm, when I'm 80? I love it. Brian, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Brian can do for you. Check out the book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.